0: Welcome to Two Jerks, One Vote, Jerkatorium's Nurine Judging, Ranking, and Reviews podcast, and this week we're doing Nurine 14 Round 2, all songs entitled Pump the Brakes.
1: You never thought you'd have to write a song with some traffic sounds and a cameo from your mom, but it's two in a week and it better be strong or else you're gonna get eliminated. You never thought you'd have to write a song.
0: Welcome to Nur Ein round two, the Pump the Brakes Two Jerks, One Vote podcast. We'll be going over the Pump the Brakes songs with the added challenge of making it a diss track. And before we get started on that, though, Max Bombast won the last one. And I think it was a well-deserved victory. It was a great, great song.
1: Yeah, I think we each had him in our top five for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great stuff. And we have another round here with a bunch of great, great songs. Oh, wait, before that, though, I should back up and we should talk about who didn't make it on to this round. So it turns out that Inflatable Vegetables, Mousehole, and Lichen Throat were eliminated at round one. And then Mike Lamb and Paco Del Stinko did not submit to this one. So they're all out. Add that to Fisher and Diaz and Pig Farmer Jr., who also did not, you know, submit last round. So yeah, right now we are down to let's see. And then there were eighteen. Eighteen. Is that counting Max Bombast or not? Because Max Bombast uh, did submit. Not have. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have to, but he did. Yeah. And so did a couple of the people who were eliminated last round, Inflatable Vegetables and lichen Throat. did the own room thing where they did some, what in spin tunes we'd call shadow entries. And I'm really glad they did. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about those after we get the official ones. That's right. So should we launch into- Yeah. I have
1: a little mini rant though before we get started. All right. Go for it. So I'm gonna hum something for you, Ryan. You can tell me what this is. It goes, but it dum 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 dum, but it da da dum dum. You know what? You know what that is? I can't think of it off the top of my head. No. Da dum dum dum, da dum dum dum, da 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 dum,
0: dum dum dum. No? Are you getting that? Uh, no. I I, I need a I need a, a word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's ray parker jr's ghostbusters
0: oh yeah Da-da-da-da-da-da-da.
1: yeah yeah okay all right so uh you know the story in that song goes a couple of movie producers came up to ray parker and said ray we've got this movie called ghostbusters and we need you to write a song with that title can you do that and ray parker jr said oh my god this is a shitty title And you know what he didn't do? He didn't come back to these movie producers and says, yeah, you know, I got this song. It's called 12,000 Ghosts. And that's that's the title hook. But, you know, he was inspired by the title of your movie. Do you get it? You know, and they would have said to him, thank you for your time, Mr. Parker. My secretary will validate your parking. (laughs) Uh, But instead, you know, he had a number one hit with that. And I guess the point I'm trying to make is there are a number of people who... For whatever reason, they didn't write Ghostbusters when we gave them Ghostbusters. They wrote some other song with a different title, and then they just threw Ghostbusters in. And uh, it happened so many times. I'm just not going to talk about it every time. I'm just going to rant about it now. Don't do this. Like If you do this, I'm going to rank you below everybody who didn't do this. So if you're wondering why I ranked you low,
0: that's why. Okay. Wow. Uh, A first shot off the forward bow, I guess from uh, chumpy Air. Okay. That, that's, that's perfectly valid. Aren't you going to step in now and tell me that there is a rich history of people doing this in Iran? You've already done it for me. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. 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 There's, there's definitely a, a history. I mean, we've talked at least about walking that line to ourselves or flaunting that and subverting the spirit of any given title or challenge. And I, I don't think that's all that bad. It's only bad if it results in a bad song. So and I think
1: the, I disagree. I think you're much freer to write uh, any song you want if you're not limited by this constraint. And the people who are limited by this constraint had a harder time, and it's not
0: fair. But we've also discussed it, and we think that constraints make things easier. They give you focus. So if you're trying to subvert that, then you're also kind of working against your, your other ends that way. Uh, At least we found that in our own writing. If we don't have a direction and a deadline, then we don't do anything. Yeah. And so, you know, these people have a title uh, and a challenge and a deadline, and they are doing whatever they want with it. And, you know, for me, I I don't mind when they do something strange like that. It doesn't bug me. All right. But I get that it bugs you, and that's perfectly fine. That's as valid as anything. All right. Do you want to start off? Sure. All right. First off, we have Abominominus. this was lovely guitar work you know all the way through it's slower tempo than usual for them but it's still great still aggressive with some real kind of lenny kravitz attitude in it great vocal performances including some of the weird backing vocals that you hear more or less throughout the song just really interesting touches that way Uh, wild instrument choices it was a great use of that reedy synth sound that came in and then it goes into that section with the borderline kind of rap singing. And I thought it was good. What well, with the disses, you thought? What was being dissed here? Let me take a look at the
1: lyrics. Oh, you bring it up. I'll answer that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure that this was actually a diss track. If there's something being dissed, I'm really not feeling it. I mean, it's vague. This is a really well-made song. I mean, I like the song like you did. I like the, the singing. I thought it was great. The multi-tracked vocals are really well sung. With a bunch of character i even like the slower sort of 70s vibe of the song which kind of reminds me of like why can't we be friends by war and when well, you heard lenny kravitz i heard a little bit of elvis costello sneer in the vocals that i really love i think we're both hearing the same thing and i think we both really like it but this song is also five minutes and 21 seconds long and it's kind of slow and it really didn't hold my attention for all five minutes and 21 seconds and as far as
0: the diss track goes, yeah, like I said before, I'm not really feeling it. It's got that feel, though, and it's got that sort of uh, aggressive, critical kind of, uh, you know, the, the weird. I'm looking at them now. Even when you're right, you're wrong, but you barrel merrily along, and it kind of goes on. You're right, you're wrong. Uh, yeah, they should
1: have called that, when you're right, you're wrong.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> Okay, yeah, fair enough. But still, it is, you know, against somebody, so eh.
1: yeah in a vague sense this is not going to make my top bucket and it's because of that okay
0: yeah that's fair that's fair i i don't know i liked it i I wasn't 100 percent fond of the video game sounds before the final refrain but you know i like the nature sounds at the very end i thought that was kind of neat all really neat interesting choices throughout i thought and, uh, and the guitar work I thought was top notch oh, yeah. really interesting. Great interesting use and a great sound and I liked that it was separate and distinct from the bass guitar. Uh, whatever they were doing, just great, great job. yeah so I get it that you're not into the lyrics all that much, but um, but yeah, I thought it was good. it was it's uh, going to be one of the higher ranked on my list.
1: All right, next we've got agony sauce. Oh
2: you done, did it take you all on take you all there's the Door why don't you put a few more syllables in your name And make music that's less lame Agony sauce? Ha! I wouldn't be bragging, see Cause with your music I'm the one in agony Berkeley ah! social scene You're getting trounced B.S.S. Stands for boring, sloppy sounds Bafo yucks, dudes awful, it sucks too Is putting in some effort A challenge that's too much for you? Really? Faster jackalope You're not as fast as fast can be But what you are Is something closer to catastrophe There's your in Diaz Now I don't have to listen Cause you could be bothered with the second submission. Frankie Bigface is amply disgraced, and any ego that he has is frankly misplaced. Grumpy Mike, yeah, I would be grumpy too if I made songs that sounded half as bad as you. Ooh. Inflatable vegetables testing those ears with sound you should avoid at any decibels. Like a throat is kind of a joke, and I hope they'll find a the boat and float away. That's my vote. Lucky Spoon makes ugly tunes. You hear what they do? It clears rooms. Mandibles, you flap in your jaws. Aim for applause, but you've got too many flaws. With a foot to the floor, and no one is safe. There's no room for mistakes from the break. Max Bombast, are you in witness protection? Rapping's
1: solid, the backing track's good, the rhymes and disses are absolutely superb in both content and quantity. Uh, Glenn goes out of his way to roast all of the competitors, past and present, the judges, and then goes for an extra helping of dissing on himself. The rhymes and wordplay are so good. Like, the Frankie Big Face one I really like. Frankie <laughs> Bigface is amply disgraced, and any ego he has is frankly misplaced. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so good. In terms of nailing the diss track challenge, Agony Sauce's heads and shoulders above any of the other competitors... Yeah. Um, who went for an actual diss track, uh, like a literal interpretation of the, t- of the challenge. Mm-hmm. Title's used in a chorus hook, so that makes me happy. This is one of my favorite songs this round and makes it into my top bucket. And he does call us out for having no talent. <laughs> so, you know, he's onto something there.
0: Yeah easy target <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no uh yeah no uh, i i agree this is great this is also in my top bucket you know this could have been a disaster if it was done you know like a fraction worse but uh instead it's just awesome you know it's it's this all-encompassing roast including <laughs> himself and the judges and the podcasts and every competitor it's just just really great so yeah, re- really well done, very very funny and just this just this blistering uh, unrelenting string of disses, which is really really cool. Just aced the challenge, aced the challenge, <laughs> you know. So yeah, definitely in my top bucket, really really liked it a lot vowel sounds more like bowel sounds <laughs> and then he annotates it verbally <laughs> as at the end with the, yeah, that's a that's a butt joke about the uh, backing up anyway, yeah awesome totally awesome all right next up we've got Berkeley social scene
3: you could have been the great even better so much you good
0: I thought this song is fine. You know, it's a great guitar work, great drum work, and good lyrics. But it's a bit plodding and not really all that engaging. You know, the the humor in the lyrics also gets a little lost in kind of the pouty melancholy of the tune. Yeah. So, as as good as the lyrics were, it just the the delivery system for those lyrics was maybe not ideal.
1: I like the drumming too. Um, I think Geach was playing drums on this. There is one thing, though. There's like this sort of tiring eighth note tap, 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 tapping on the ride cymbal that's sort of panned in my right ear that almost sounds like a metronome or something, although it's not quite in time. The pre-chorus, just the melody on the pre-chorus is pretty lifeless and the chorus isn't much better. And then the guitar interlude, like after the first chorus, I would describe as mournful. So, I don't know. It's just that whole mood is sort of dark and somewhat angry and regretful. So, yeah, it's a little too emo to be a diss track, I think. But uh, I get the intent there.
0: Yeah, I I don't think a diss track necessarily needs to be any specific sort of a feel to it. I think emo is is fair, but, yeah, I don't think it worked with his track in particular. So, uh, yeah, I agree. All right,
1: now we're talking about Bafo Yucks Dudes.
3: What did you say? Do you wanna play? You gonna throw down with me? You've been spreading. Your mom musters at the OJ, cause it says trade oh, She's so fat, man. Like a vast tract of land, her belt size is equator.
1: So there are some funny and not so funny yo mama jokes and disses in here. I really like the phrase troglodyte of a mother. I like the bass line of the backing track. I think that's good. I also like some of that lead guitar noodling. But my main complaint is there needs to be a change up. It really needs to have some variation in the music because it's pretty samey samey throughout the whole song. It's hard for me to tell a real distinction between verse, chorus, and bridge. Is there a bridge? I'm not sure. Uh, I like the fuzz guitar fade at the end, which I think sounds really great. This is a pretty solid song. Does something decent with the title. It's got some, you know, obvious disses, but it's a little on the nose. But uh, I do
0: like it. Yeah, I, I laughed throughout. I thought this <laughs> good. was a funny, funny, funny song, but not an amazing tune. And I think the choice with the lead guitar sound, that noodling that, that you kind of liked, I, I don't think that was a very good choice. In particular, I think that Frankie Big Face did a better version of what they were going for. Which I think it comes in in the chorus and then leaves for the rest of it, and that would have you know provided a little bit more variation uh, in this song, for example, and or maybe it was just mixed wrong or something like that. I don't know it, it it just I thought after a while it was just kind of annoying in the background, like this buzz going on in the background. yeah, but the, yeah, the lyrics are so good and so funny. And I know that some of it's like dad humor, but <laughs> it was you know I was I was laughing. And, I was too. Uh, yeah. And it was a good vocal performance, I thought. I mean, you know, the vocal performance is never going to stand up against like Rachel Lane or Marison or Grumpy Mike or Mandibles or anything like that, but it kind of doesn't matter. You know, it works for this song. It's a comedic song. It, it hit the target that it was trying to hit. But you know, when we get around to it, it's, I don't know, I don't know how a lot of these are going to rank because I have my buckets and there's a lot in the kind of mid to high range. Mm -hmm. And so if if you're anything below kind of this mid to high range, then you might not get ranked so well. All right. Well, let's move on to Faster Jackalope. Spinach is gross, and so are you, chump. <laughs> That's hey, a great, great line! It is a great line. <laughs> yeah, the other line that really, really got me was, you know, there's this easy rhyme that happens, and it ends this like pre-chorus, right? So uh, I can't remember exactly what it is, but the the end of the pre-chorus and is this very easy rhyme that ends. I can't remember what it's rhyming with, but it ends with take. And it says, I've had all that I can take. And that's like the end of the pre-chorus. But then he tacks on another single measure that goes, and I can't take no more. And that was perfect because you we weren't expecting it. You know, and it was like this easy rhyme. And then he just adds this other thing that doesn't <laughs> rhyme, but is so Popeye to it. And yeah, it's just, yeah. just masterful, just just brilliant. So I just love that. Let's see. But what else? I thought it was charming and fun. Verse two, though, is a wonderful example of terrible, terrible meter that is redeemed by a great vocal delivery. That is a terrible verse by anybody mapping it out. But uh, is that the
1: one with the technical names
0: of his illnesses? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And all the stressed syllables are awful (laughs) and the meter is bad and everything's just really, really bad with that. But, uh, you know, the the vocalist does a great job in parsing it out. So, yeah, I like the song more after a few extra listens, but it kind of did take the extra listens for it to fully charm me. But still, it's a good song.
1: Yeah, I admit I've also found this song charming and cute. I really like that Brutus is the one doing the dissing and is kind of the hero and not the villain in the story. (laughs) Uh, I really like the chorus, I like the sound of the banjo and the glockenspiel together. The song just makes me grin, so there's that. The chorus is great. Yeah, the Brutus singing about the technical terms for Popeye's various illnesses and uh, problems I think is a little bit weird. It's not so much of a diss as it's more like, hey... You have this serious medical issue that you should look at, which yeah. I find kind of funny and quirky. So, yeah, I, I like this song, but it, it's got some quirks to it. Yeah. Okay, next we're going to be talking about Frankie Big Face. you not a soul loser. Kind of a love song as well as kind of a diss song. I'm not going to split hairs, though. I mean, obviously, this is a song about a relationship for people who don't always get along and, you know, and get on each other's nerves, which I think is pretty common. This is a great use of the title in the song. You know, it's in the song's main chorus hook. Uh, The song is about staying together and not pumping the brakes on the relationship and people forgiving each other uh, despite the things that they hate about each other. And, you know, sort of staying together because they can't imagine life being apart. And Frankie, I think, seamlessly melds in both challenges to form like a coherent whole. So I was impressed by that. Besides the the songwriting, which I think is really solid, I I really like Frankie's singing and the song's arrangement. It's just really solid and well done. Combine that with great songwriting and this lands in my top bucket.
0: Yeah, I thought it uh, it was great stuff. And kudos to Frankie for, you know, being awful sick during round one, but hiding it so that it wouldn't affect his rankings. You know, he didn't use it as an excuse or like a ploy for sympathy. And I think that's very admirable. You know, it's really, it was really cool of him to do that. This song is really good. It's got a great vocal melody uh, and a wonderful chorus. I really like the chorus a lot. I feel like the guitar stuff in the chorus is sort of what Bafo Yuck's dude was going for. It didn't work for Bafo Yuck's dudes But it works great for Frankie And uh, this is a really enjoyable song I thought L- Just like you said, I didn't think it was very dissy either It's much more of a love song But, you know, I think sometimes That uh, you know, getting the title And the challenge done Is kind of like checking a box And after that you just need to make a good, enjoyable song And that's what this was
1: Yeah, You're So Vain is kind of a dissy love song too Yeah
0: Yeah I think that there were some examples put on the boards. If I was more active or if I had more time, I would have put um, "When Will You Die" by They Might Be Giants, which I was kind of hoping (laughs) you know people would do stuff like that. And some people sort of did, but yeah. But this is more more sort of a love song, so at least that's how I read it. Yeah. All right. Next, we've got Grumpy Mike. Another awesome vocal performance oh, you know, yeah. it's uh, the very Soundgarden verses and kind of very Manhattan glutton chorus though uh, this song is put together really well and the performance is great but I'm pretty sure it's about Puce mm-hmm. but Puce is not the reigning champion, Marison is the reigning champion and that's kind of a fine point and it's a minor point <laughs> But it's the thrust of this entire song. And it's wrong. I know. And it's wrong. Yeah. I so, know. like, what's the deal here? You know, he's calling out the wrong band unless he's using <laughs> some other criteria. But even then, reigning is maybe not the right word. Because <laughs> yeah. it sends you right back to Marison. I think we just have to overlook that. Yeah. There's all of these. Well, let me pull up the lyrics here. But there are all of these uh, references to Puse. Like, for example, there are so many possibilities. That was a song fight that was won by Puse. There is I'm Not Impressed, which was another song fight that was won by Puse. And I'm sure that there's more in here, but those are the ones that really, really jumped out to me. And that's what I was like, wait, wait, wait. Especially the I'm Not Impressed. I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe he's talking about Puse. And then I went back and and found some more of it. Wasn't
1: Puse also Muse? And, like, I think there's a Muse reference in there as well.
0: I don't remember, but yeah. I don't know what, what he's going with.
1: Yeah, he's targeting the wrong person, but it's all right. Yeah. I thought his singing sounded more like Paul Rogers from, you know, that sort of blues rock band. He was in Free, and then later he was in Bad Company. And oh, he's yeah. got this really killer sort of blues rock vocal that I think Grumpy Mike is channeling on the verses. And if I could sing like that, I would, dude, I would do it every song. His voice is epic. And on the first verse, he's really killing it. His voice goes from this lower, rich, bass, bluesy tone to him singing at what I presume is near the top of his range with a ton of added gravel and grit. I mean, it really makes a statement. It really catches your attention. And you just go, whoa, dude is just singing his heart out. And in the second verse, it's all upper register. It's all gravel all the time. And I think it's a little bit overdone here. And instead of certain lines or bits of the verse really showing passion and feeling, I think it's all uniformly turned up to 11. And at this point, it sounds a little bit strained, and I'm starting to worry about his vocal cords. (laughs) So (laughs) that was the thought going through my head in the second verse. But overall, this is epic and great, and I really enjoy it. And I have to give him mad props for that vocal performance this is a contender for my top bucket for sure
0: yeah next week's submission is just going to be a whisper he's totally blown out his <laughs> yeah <vocals>. he's shot <laughs>
1: all right so next up we've got lucky spoon
3: lose that negativity game. some positivity pump the brakes and you will see you better not so angry
1: Of great affliction when outrage becomes addiction. It's easy to turn up your nose, turning strangers into foes. So work harder not to harbor communication, goes much farther. Get rid of that ugly habit now. Lose that negativity, gain some positivity. Oh, this is the song is theatrical and catchy and sounds amazing. It's really well recorded and performed. We've got so many good singers in this contest. It's like an embarrassment of riches. And I feel like Lucky Spoon is among the good singers in this contest. And you got to give him credit for well-utilizing the title and figuring out how to work it in a prominent spot in the song, but also how to build it conceptually into the song. And having said all that, I'm a little bit disappointed that he didn't attempt a single diss he, like, sort of ignored the challenge and did the opposite. He advocated for civility, which I guess you could charitably view as dissing the whole notion of disses, but it's not really disrespectful. It's more, like, kind of, like, factual. It's more like dissing the judges by saying, fuck you, I don't like your challenge, so I'm not going to do it.
0: Uh which is,
1: which is too bad, because that keeps it out of my top bucket, but I still, I really like this song
0: every time it came on. Yeah, I, I very much thought, like, first listened through, I was like, oh, this is a diss track against diss tracks. Yeah. And I think that's that's also, you know, very much within the tradition and Neurine and spin tunes of trying to subvert kind of the spirit of the challenge. And so I, I was fine with that, you know, and, and the song uh, as a whole, you know, I thought it was wacky, you know, it sounds kind of like a public service spot between Saturday morning <laughs> cartoons, you know, yep. just for positivity in general, you know, and it's cheesy, but I like it. And, uh, that like the, the mouth trumpet, that fake trumpet. I, <laughs> oh, I, I know like that, that was wonderful. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's delightful. And this is like cheesy musical theater. It's right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. But having said that, I don't know how to rank this though. It's, you know, it's so kind of in its own category. A lot of these songs were kind of comparing apples and oranges, you know, rap tracks versus hard rock versus sweet pop country or whatever. But this is kind of more like judging a printer cartridge against apples and oranges. <laughs> you know, it's 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 Not a really a good fruit. printer. Yeah, it's a really good printer cartridge, though. And I think I'll be ranking it relatively high, maybe in the mid-upper range. It's kind of hard to tell, though. I, I haven't done my rankings yet.
1: Yeah, me either. I'm just still trying to bucketize everything.
0: Yeah, I put stuff in buckets. And so much is in kind of this mid-to-high bucket. So much. It, like, I did, I didn't have a bucket for low. So I feel really bad that any of these bands are going to get eliminated. I hope that five bands just don't submit next week because I don't know what I'm going to do if uh, if somebody that I put low gets eliminated. It's terrible, terrible. All right, well, let's move on to mandibles. It's
3: fun to work with a person of fame. When the bookings came, I couldn't complain. I went on tour and I got my own room But the frustrations took hold real soon I accepted the fact that you really can't play That you can't sing, it's more of a brain. And you want us to know that you're a pretty big
0: I thought the lead vocal line sounds like a cross between Jane Seabury and Joanne Abbott. You know, it's occasionally a little pitchy and a little bit awkward in the overall kind of vocal delivery, you know, the performance. Uh, Also I think the mixing could have used fresh ears. Occasionally when we are doing songs we're like, okay, I I don't have any perspective, let's uh, leave it for a few hours and then come back with fresh ears. And I think that there were some big sort of things that if they'd had fresh ears and had the time, if they'd gone back to it, they'd say like, oh, wait, this is mixed too low. This other thing is mixed too high. This other part is weird. We need to change it. But anyhow, you know, I, I give high marks for the lyrics and the composition itself, which is great. But the performance and the mixing is kind of distractingly subpar. You know, I'm a big fan of mandibles, and uh, this is not going to be ranked very high, though. And since there are so few kind of subpar entries for this round, that's probably pretty bad news as far as my rankings go. And I'm sorry about that.
1: Yeah, so this is kind of a slow song. And it's apparently about a band member who is also sort of a diva and drives too slowly. And the song drives a little too slowly for me. I mean, it's slow, but the verse melody doesn't really grab me. The vocal phrasing is sometimes a little bit awkward. Like, there's that line where they rhyme psychoanalysis and malice. You know, instead of this coming off as a clever rhyme, which it sort of is, is it just sort of makes me groan. And then the next line after that has a couple of flat notes, which is also a little bit of a bummer. And I like the way they use the title, like, pump the brakes. I think it's a sarcastic refrain, like, Oh my God, could you drive any slower in the initial choruses? But it turns into sort of a metaphorical, like, use, like, whoa, 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 slow down there, in terms of the person getting kicked out of the band and then wanting back in. And I kind of like the dual use. But like you, I thought this song was a little bit rushed. It lacks the polish that I've come to expect from them. And it feels a little first drafty. All right, next we've got Marisan. I listened to all the songs three or four times while at work in rotation. And I listened, I think I listened to this song last night when it was released and I just didn't have much of an impression of it. It just didn't make much of an impression on me. And I wasn't sure what it was about. I'm still not sure what it's about. The singing is pretty and, but it lacks a lot of passion and emotion. It just seems kind of emotionally flat. The vocals are really quiet and hard to hear in places And uh, this is just another song that I feel like is called something else. I think this song is 12,000 years. And I'm not sure what 12,000 years is a reference to. And I'm not sure what the disses are. And I feel like I'm dense and I'm not getting it, which makes me a little bit uncomfortable. So I I hope you know what this is about,
0: Ryan. I've got a theory. Oh, good. Um, Good. (laughs) I'm not sure, but I mean, like. 12,000 years is older than just about everything. So I suspect that this is about the general kind of patriarchy. So it's about dudes. It's about you. Oh, Chumpy. Oh, good. It's about about the problem that you are Chumpy. (laughs) So no, I'm not absolutely sure, but it's like, you know, I, I'm not sure that anything else could be said to have lasted for 12,000 years. I mean, 12,000 years is, is literally older than God. So, uh, you know, just sort of this society construct might be argued to have lasted that long in many cultures around the world. But I can't think of anything else. But anyhow, uh, as for the song in general, you know, I thought it was a great contrast to the Mandibles song. You know, the mixing is done really well and the vocals meld just beautifully with the organ in the chorus. And that's kind of like what really got my attention. It was this nice, beautiful, harmonized tone throughout. Yeah. Uh, lovely song, awesome vocal performance, and the way all the notes and the harmonies just bent in unison. With some of those notes where she just kind of bent down, and everything would just follow her naturally. And I'm just like, ah, oh, just beautiful. I thought it was just great. So I know you weren't quite as fond of this one, but uh, but this really got to me. I thought I thought it was good it's good that uh, it's good that we don't have to argue about this one that we're both separate judges yeah Uh, but yeah so because I think we would negate each other yeah exactly instead we're going to negate each other on a more holistic level (laughs) yeah, independent level yeah all right next up is Nick Soma convinced
3: to be An awful actor, the flag
0: this one was a little hippy dippy so i figure you might like this more than me the chorus sounds a little like worked like a little crowded if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. and i'm also not sure who this is about you know maybe trump or maybe nancy reagan or something he does mention a ray gun over and over and a bad actor so yeah i thought that too Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, this was certainly not my favorite of Nick Soma's songs. I was a really, really big fan of the last one. And this time around, it it wasn't for me. I think it might have been maybe more for you. What did you think?
1: Well, uh, it didn't make much of an impression on me either in the first three or four times I listened to it casually at work. And then I puzzled over the lyrics for a while while listening and you know, I'm, I'm getting the raygun reference, and there's definitely a, it's a diss against fakes, and maybe the ostentatious displays of wealth, and maybe celebrity, so that fits in with the the raygun thing. And there's this one line that I found really frustrating, which was, "There is so much more I could mention," and it makes me want to say to Nick, "Please mention it, because this is vague, <laughs> and I'm not getting it." <laughs> I like the chorus melodies, and the chorus for as busy as it is, I think it's really nice sounding. I really like Nick's backing vocals. I like the bass. I like the overall groove. But it feels like kind of a weak diss. And the title, while used predominantly in the chorus, I like. I just don't feel that the song does a whole lot with the idiom. I'm not sure what we're pumping the brakes for. But yeah, it's it's not awful. It's just it didn't really jibe with me very well.
0: There's so much more I could mention in this review. But,
1: but no, I'm not going to. No.
0: <laughs> i not going to say it.
1: All right, next we've got Rachel Lane. Definitely a diss. Idiot, loser, gross, greedy, privileged buffoon. I feel like there was a missed opportunity to diss his little, little hands, but oh well. (laughs) Rachel isn't really selling it as well as she did in the last song, but this is still really superbly performed. Uh, The pre-chorus is so pretty and poppy and the bridge too. I just love that. I can sense Glenn's invisible hand yes. I think in the in some of those chord changes the title hook is there and it's also reinforced a little bit with that line you know and you're barreling towards a wall so that you know that's makes sense why we're pumping the brakes uh, I I like this song quite a lot and you know I obviously agree with the sentiment it is overly political and others might not like it because of that but uh, yeah I'm pretty happy with the song and this is upper mids maybe maybe top bucket.
0: Yeah, I thought this was great too. My first thought that yeah, this was a, a great Glenn Kaye song sung by the very very talented Rachel uh, Lane, which uh, which honestly I don't you know when I think about it I don't know. you know it sounds like a lot of Glenn Kaye songs but it also sounds like a lot of Rachel Lane songs maybe they have the same kind of musical vibe. But either way, it doesn't matter. This is fantastic. This yeah. is wonderful. It's almost certainly about Trump. Those vocal harmonies are heavenly. They're so fantastic. It's a great, great song. But, you know, there are too many great, great songs in this round, too. So I I don't know how this is going to rank. I know it's going to be you definitely top half. But, you know, when you try and compare it against these other ones, they're all just so good. So... Yeah, I, j- I just don't know where it's going to fall it's, it's in my mid to high bucket But that's like half of the songs Yeah Alright, next up we got Rain Watts.
3: I hate you for what you said While you hate me for who I am I can't change my gender Like you assholes say I can And when you write your articles I wonder if you mean it You have to know suffering but caring is inconvenient because i know people who have died well before their time and i'm only 23 so i don't think that that is fine so will you give a shit or tell us that we shouldn't swear like hearing us say
0: I, I'm just going to say, I love Rain way, way too much. Much of what she sings reminds me of that song by Bomb the Music Industry uh, that's entitled, It Ceases to be Whining. Uh, I stole the verse rhythm to Jerkatorium's Do You Have a Plan from There. Uh, but yeah, the the lyrics go, so write a song without a hook. Remember why you wrote songs in the first place. And that's what Rain does. You know, she writes the truth. And she writes what she feels. And, and I feel the power in that. You know, I get it. I love it. I'm a fan. And uh, I love her aesthetic. You know, I, I want Dawn to fall in love with Rain Watt. And I want Fluffy to fall in love with Rain Watt. You know, I can't hear anything to criticize because of the just kind of brilliance, overshines anything and recontextualizes it. So, yeah, I'm team Rain Watt in the worst way. I can't say anything bad about this song. I'll leave that to you.
1: Ryan, I am all in for Rain Watt. Oh. I love this from the first time I heard it. The anger and feelings in this song come through loud and clear. And I love how Rain, she knows how to use the bass to create excitement. Like the intensity of that fuzzy bass right at the start of the song. It's really something. It gets me pumped right away. And then you hear that bass again in the bridge. And it's just intense and fuzzy. It's just great. I dig her voice, and I just... I love indie music, and her voice has that character that I really crave from indie music. And in the bridge, you can really hear her anger, and I believe it. It feels real. I I dig this, you know? This is a song that moves me, and not a lot of songs in the song fight really move me. I mean, I may laugh, I may, like, appreciate the artistry, and I may get kind of groovy with it, but this... This hits me in the feels, and not a lot of songs do.
0: Yeah, and it's tricky because, like, how are we going to judge this against Agony Sauce? It's again, it's it's printer cartridges and (laughs) apples.
1: Yeah, and you know, all of my complaints about title, like, I feel like the title's pretty tacked on here, and it's going to kill me if Rain has to miss the top bucket because of my arbitrary feelings about the title. I don't know; it, it just sucks.
0: Yeah, let go. No, I'm holding <laughs> on to it Let go of your criteria <laughs> Let go of your arbitrary criteria It's just a checkbox So yeah um, Yeah Anyway, we love you Rain We're in your fan club Yeah
1: Alright, next up we've got The Sunday Colors
3: I drove to South to Fort Lauderdale On a weekend Fallen and broken your ribs And were in the hospital i have come to feed your cat And make sure you were alright I couldn't brace myself For what I knew I'd find Plastic bottles sacked to the ceiling Like old forgotten bones Someone's complete person passed through each one, and now I know that person is gone. Clear liquid in a coffee mug, and a drawer stash riddled with corn. I thought of your anger and the words you'd forgotten, and I know you deserve to die alone.
1: Oh my god, there are some harsh disses in this song. You deserve to die alone is on a completely different level than Your Mama So Fat. (laughs) This is a pretty intense song with some great and haunting imagery. And I feel like it's about the death of an alcoholic, abusive parent. It's dark. And the I deserve to die alone at the end, the way he turns it around is especially dark. And, you know, like Rain Watt's song, this this song hits me in the feels a bit, which, uh, you know, two songs in a row. So good job there. Uh, I like the composition and the performance. And, you know, I, I just, I'm I'm not going to talk about the title usage. Just not going to go there. <laughs> okay. All right. Well,
0: I'm, I'm surprised that you didn't compare them to a certain band. Uh, what? Uh, Like a band that, that you got me into. Uh, I'm going to feel dumb, I, but I don't get it. Oh, okay. This, this totally, totally reminded me of the Mountain Goats. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess
1: I can see that a little bit
0: yeah like like even even more than say uh neutral milk hotel or anything like that but yeah i thought it was really very very mountain goats all the way through and and i mean that is a, a high compliment obviously but uh but yeah no i thought this was a great song i thought this was like the darkest version of cats in the cradle you know <laughs> where it's like just yeah it's uh instead of maybe not being there all the time. It's somebody who's just terrible and abusive and, and deserves to die. And it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way there, too. Just awful. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's done so well. And um, kind of stepping back, I think it's going to be hard for a and g act to win Nur Ein. But, you know, but this is kind of the path there. You know, this is how to get to round six anyway. It's excellent, excellent work, but... When we're comparing something like this against the the people that bring the production, at some point or another, there's going to be a line that we're gonna that they're gonna to have to cross, and I'm not sure how that's going to work. But great, great lyrics, great performance, very, very Mountain Goats in the best way. Maybe a little repetitive, at least the backing chord progression, you know, but uh, but still wonderful. All right, next up is Third Cat.
3: Billy, you bore me with your tired stories I've heard it all before You know I don't care about that stupid game Can't take it anymore You tell me just the same If you're thinking of coming by unannounced, now Just take that thought and let it bounce For fuck's sake, pump the brakes. Don't come giving me a headache. Leave me alone. Don't even call me on the phone.
0: Billy now, this is a touching song, and... Something that I imagine a lot of us can sympathize with. I'm lucky. My immediate family is cool. But I have extended family that I don't want to talk to, you know, and some truly nightmarish in-laws, extended in-laws anyway. And uh, But the, the song itself sounds great. The vocals and harmonies, are, you know, they sound fantastic. And it's mixed and produced really, really, really well. Uh, but it's not catchy. And with so many other great songs, with great stuff, drawing me back to them, you know, that's going to hurt the ranking of this song. Now, this is still great work, but we're already in a situation where we're putting great songs in the bottom half of the rankings, and that's a shame.
1: Yeah, and this is nice and has a lot of those great third cat touches. I'm a fan of what he does with delay. Like, this is just part of the production magic, but there's this delay on the word but, which is, you know, I'm not a racist, but that I think is great. There's another great delay line on alone and leave me alone. One thing I noticed is that there's a spot in the chorus where we get the title hook, where I think he drops out all of his usual vocal processing, and it's just dry Third Cat vocals. And it's interesting to hear Third Cat's voice without any processing, which, you know, no surprise to us. I think it sounds good. Yeah. Uh, the disses are okay, Uh I guess they describe a pretty despicable person. And I, I get a little thrill out of Third Cat cursing. I don't know why. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy that's in there. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, this is a good song in a field of great songs.
0: You got that this person is his brother. Yeah, the DNA
1: yeah. reference at the end, I think, makes that pretty clear. Yeah. All right, now we've got Ugin Hunter and Friends.
2: You think you got time to run around? You think you got time to run your mouth Well I think your time is running out And things for you are heading south I know you think you're perfect That's not the way this works I don't have to deal with your shit no more
3: And now you're the one who's hurt Whoa
1: I dig Ushin's wide guitar sound. I mean, that's been a staple we've heard in all of his songs so far. The chorus is a bit repetitive, and it could use a change-up to keep it interesting. Just at least some different lines. I really like his punky guitar solo a lot. It's jagged and not super melodic, and I think it sounds, you know, D-Y-I cool. I like that. And this is a pretty two-dimensional song. I'm not super impressed with the lyrics or the songwriting here, but it's serviceable. I wouldn't go so far as to say the chorus is catchy, but, you know, I can get with this song, and it doesn't leave me scratching my head on how the challenge is fulfilled or how the title is utilized. Like, this is a box-checking song that does a pretty good job at it, and it's going to be hard for me to figure out where this goes.
0: None of that was high praise. No. Yeah. In a round where we're giving high praise out a lot, because it's deserved a lot, I think this song is going to suffer in my rankings. The different sections of this song sound very segmented, you know, very separate, and maybe not incorporated well with each other. And maybe the whole thing is a little sloppy, or maybe it's just the difficulty of cramming some of those words into those lines. It sounds a little slapdash. If this was on their album, then it would be kind of one of the more forgettable tracks, like a subpar B-side, because it's a little, I don't know, it's definitely one of the more forgettable songs in uh, this round, I thought. And uh, I haven't said that about many songs in this round, really. So, yeah, yeah this is, this is going to suffer on my rankings anyway. Which is, which is a shame because it's kind of like I wish that we could judge based on who we want to hear more stuff from. And Ujin Hunter and friends have done some really, really cool things and I want to hear more from them. So, yeah. All right, next up, we've got the last competitor for this round, which is Vowel Sounds. I tried my best
3: to like her I swear I really tried But if she can't be And she can't be funny Well at least she could be nice But she won't stop Nagging me about The little things Like a Charlie Brown Or a pissed off sin And she
0: started off the verses i thought seemed a little you know just just okay you know just sort of a formality until we get to the chorus which was nice and really beautiful but uh the song i thought i don't know maybe it was was just like i was getting more into it or maybe they do something it's kind of hard to think back and figure out what exactly made the appeal increase so much throughout the song But, uh, you know, the more I listened to it, the more I liked it, even in just the initial listen. It's like it started off and I was like, yeah, okay." But then by the end, I was all in. And um, the lyrics are fantastic, including (laughs) including. Do you know what I'm going to (laughs) say? Go ahead. Including that tie into the round one challenge. The Ouija board note And not just the Ouija board note But the whole kind of a plot of their previous song Oh my god, I I missed that that. Oh man So it's all about her Kind of trying to feel okay About her ex You know, getting I think getting married to somebody else Yeah, someone very dull Got that Or or at least moving in with Oh yeah, okay, getting married uh, Moving in then getting married I can't believe you're moving in with her, uh, boy. You've got to pump the brakes. It's not too late. Then the the next verse, the last verse is, "Our kiss over that Ouija board was years ago, and I know that all we are now is old friends." <laughs> I I listen to that. And I'm like, ding, <laughs> you know. <and> I <laughs> I like it when something like just clicks extra and uh, you get oh, and it's uh, like an inside joke and I'm in on it. It's like uh, like Glenn Case doing spelling every round. Yes, yes, yes. We didn't shout that out. And arguably now dynamics still. I I think he fit the dynamics in there too. So we'll see if he's going to make this huge monster of a song as he goes along.
1: Um, There are some sharp disses in here. Uh, She needs to hang a mirror inside her cage to keep her company. (laughs) That's the closest she'll ever get to self-reflection. Oh, I bet the natural reverb in her head is beautiful. Such a fine and empty space. And then, you know, of course, there's lush, beautiful reverb on that line. Vom's melodic lead playing is great throughout this song, and it keeps things moving along. And it's mixed well enough so it doesn't clash with the lead vocal. I really like that part of the song. Really strong disses good title usage and as far as the music goes this just sounds amazing so this was the top bucket for me what i really like about their title usage is they thought to themselves okay so it's pump the brakes and it has to be a diss so let's find a situation that we can incorporate both of these things together and then we'll write a story around that which is what i expected everyone to do yeah. i'm harping on it again i should stop just edit that out <laughs> I don't. I'm not doing that <laughs> yeah. we're done with all the actual competitors now and we've got Max Bombast who submitted a song even though he didn't have to so now we've got Max Bombast
2: the brakes.
1: to with that voice of his and that killer bass tone and I would happily listen I guess this is some sort of environmental warning song and apparently the diss is all on us I think for you know not protecting our planet better I'm glad I didn't have to think about too much of that I could just enjoy the song
0: love that guy's voice love that guy's bass tone I, I didn't have much in the way of notes about the song except that it's just so goddamn good yeah. You know, it's it's very much his stuff. It's very much stuff I could listen to over and over and over again. It's uh, it's just great. He's a force to be reckoned with again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's move on to inflatable vegetables. She's
3: a motor city winter, stolen Nike spotted white with uh, salt, ragged mittens clutch the steering wheel. It is set to stun. She's a motor city winter. Rusted Chevy swerving through the gray. Snow filled bacon, lots of missing teeth that seldom see the sun. She thinks she's so hot, but she's not. I need sweat and let me go Sucking homeward through the snow To ride the covers on the stage Oh, pump the brakes
0: I like this song. I think the lyrics are super strong and the combo kind of pre-chorus and chorus are, are rousing, which I want in any chorus. But it's a little sloppy, and I think that might be enough to rank it low uh, in this round if they were going to be ranked. But on the other hand, again, it's in terms of the tune and the writing and the lyrics, I think it's a great song. It's like, I'd like to cover this song, you know, clean it up, add a clav, etc., uh, <laughs> you know, because it's good. But, you know, I, honestly, I, I don't think Inflatable Vegetables would have lasted long if they hadn't already been eliminated this might do it to them and it's just because of the comparative sloppiness and again the the other songs are just so so strong so uh, I like this one but not in my you know top 10
1: I kind of like that this song was about literal brake pumping like you do when you're driving on icy conditions and you don't have anti-lock brakes. the crazy person driving is likened to winter in Detroit. And I think the five-month prison sentence is winter. I'm not sure. I like this lyrically, and I like that I wasn't quite sure if it was winter or a person or maybe a little bit of both. That ambiguity I thought was cool. I thought this is less severe musically in terms of instrumentation than a lot of Ivege's songs. I mean, it still has a lot of synths in it, but there's some guitar to balance it out, so I feel like it's a more rounded, less harsh sound. And this chorus is great, and it's probably the best I've heard from Inflatable Vegetables in this contest.
0: Yeah, it's good, really good stuff. Again, a, a rousing chorus. If you've got that, you've, you've got everything you needed for a song. Yeah.
1: All right, and finally, to round out the pack, we've got Fruit. House
0: of children with their
1: necks stuck in the
3: rails We're tumbling
1: down the stairs
3: head over. Elvis daughter With an ink-stained ponytail And also pale and thin From uncooked meals Listen mother Cherish
1: So I feel like this is a little bit of a step backwards in terms of tunefulness and timing and phrasing, but I do like the melody on that line, listen mother charity begins at home. I feel like that's pretty tuneful and pretty well written melodically. So there's, there's some sparks here. Uh, I also really like the phrase telescopic philanthropy. (laughs) And at a certain point I realized that this is yet another song about Bleak House and (laughs) In particular, Mrs. Jelby, who is a philanthropist who is obsessed with setting up settlements in Africa that she's neglectful of her own home, spouse, and children. And now I'm just thinking, that's it. I am watching the BBC Bleak House miniseries, if for no other reason than I'll be able to better understand the next ten like and throat
0: songs that we <laughs> review. Yeah. Right. Uh, great, great lyrics. Yeah, kind of as usual, but still, I mean, as usual doesn't really encompass how, how how much respect and admiration I have for his ability to write lyrics. But the rest of it sounds a lot like the other kind of lichen throat stuff. And I have similar criticisms about the meter and the vocal delivery. And I, I feel like I'm a broken record when it comes to like and throat these days, uh, with the instrumentation and you know the the execution of the song. so uh, uh, awesome lyrics, as always. And again, as always, I don't mean to minimize it by saying as like oh, typical typical like and throat," <laughs> brilliant lyrics." <laughs> you know but it's uh yeah, great, great stuff. I think I want him to collaborate with people more, so yeah.
1: All right, that brings us to the end, the end of the songs. Congratulations, Um, everybody who made it this far.
0: Yeah, and I think it's going to be, is it going to be like last time, where we're going to have three more eliminations? I can't remember.
1: Only Niveus knows. Uh, Actually, that's probably not true, but I don't think I've ever understood how this works.
0: All right, so, okay, it looks like Endurine... 13 there were four total people who did not go on to round three and i actually it it looks like it's four up until we get to round six or something like that
1: okay so paco didn't submit so he's he's one of the four yeah all right so and mike lamb didn't submit so he's also one of the four so does that mean we're dropping two
0: You know, I want to say that, but on the other hand, it's like, like I said last podcast, Neurine 3 and 4 and 13 and 14 all started out the same. So per that model, according to Neurine 13, there should be four eliminations. But having said that, according to Neurine 4, there should be five eliminations. And also according to Neurine 3. So I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I go back to my statement about only Niveus knows.
0: That's right. Don't come to this podcast for information. <laughs> Just for blah 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 blah. That's a hard pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was it was mean, but it's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I laughed yeah. so hard, dude. But yeah. I listened to that song
1: so many times. Yeah
0: but it's not fair i mean the the kind of vetting that we needed to go through to be able to be judges for nerf oh i know oh my gosh all of those i had to get so much notarized you you it was yeah crazy yeah anyhow okay so do we want to talk about high bucket low bucket sort of stuff or just high bucket or what do you, or anything
1: yeah so let's see in my high bucket I've got agony sauce yeah. And I can't help but think, you know, you should get some sort of recognition for being the best at the challenge. Yeah. I just yeah, don't know absolutely. what that is. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's similar to how you thought about Nick Soma last time, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not sure if I'm there or not, but I think I might be. So I need to really think about that, though. Because, you know. Yeah, I was, that I, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, And let's see. Frankie Big Face. Also in my high bucket, along with Grumpy Mike and Rain Watt. That's a lot in your high bucket. Actually, I gotta say, I think Rain is gonna miss my high bucket. Ugh.
0: And then it's the middle high bucket, which is terrible. There's so much in there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's almost everything else is in that mid high bucket, which which is such a shame because you're thinking like, well, three or four of those are gonna get eliminated.
1: Oh, dude, I I have to put vowel sounds in the top bucket. Yeah. They're just at the bottom of my list. I missed them.
0: Uh, Well, my high bucket is going to be Abominominus. I really like that. Uh, Agony Sauce and Rain Watt. And that doesn't mean the others don't deserve to be in there. It's just that the next step down is the high mid and almost everybody else is in there. Yeah. Yeah. Have you come up with any criteria for sorting that high mid bucket? No, it's all just what I admire, what I want to hear over and over and over again, and what I think is, you know, more objectively admirable whether I want to hear it or not, mm-hmm. which is harder to put your finger on because you're looking for stuff to dislike about it if you dislike it in your gut, if that makes any sense. Yeah.
1: What do you think about, you know, the Sunday Colors? They wrote a great song, but they didn't put anywhere near the production quality in that even Ushin Hunter and Friends did. How do you balance that out? I... Like, I I almost feel like songwriting is more important than production. And I almost ha- I have to give the edge to the Sunday Colors for that.
0: Yeah. I, I really like that. I really like the lyrics. And I like the vocal performance. And I, I feel bad, though. Part of the, uh, you know, the Kami in me really wants to be able to... To not judge somebody's raw vocal talent against them if they don't have that, but can still write excellent songs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And part of maybe that's because I can sympathize with that because <laughs> I don't have any raw vocal talent, <laughs> but I'm a genius musically. <laughs> so yeah, no, not really, but uh, uh, but you know, you know, so it's like it, it's it's a hard thing to figure out. I don't know what to say. When it comes right down to it, I think the gut is going to drive a lot more of this than I feel comfortable admitting to. Yeah, and I think on some level that's just got to be okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, people don't have a choice when it comes right down to it. Yeah. So, And and that's also a shame. But at least now we have people having their rankings attributed and everybody is reviewing, which is a great, great thing.
1: A great, great thing. I'm so, so happy about that. I hope that neurine folks realize that they're getting kind of a good deal.
0: Yeah, and the competitors—I don't know if it was if it's typically this active, but more competitors are reviewing than I recall in previous years. And it's all just great. I mean, they're certainly reviewing a lot more than they're reviewing songfight songs. So yeah. yeah, good stuff. Great, great, great. Your songs, uh, all you competitors out there—they're too good start making some lame stuff that we can put in the bottom or else we're going to have a really really tough time just like this round
1: hey Ryan do you want to talk about the current uh, title and challenge
0: sure yeah the current title is color me blank blank doesn't have to be a blank it doesn't have to be just color me it's you can do color me bad color me impressed color me anything or color me nothing and uh, just do whatever you like
1: (laughs) color me she's
0: buying a stairway to heaven Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, no, that'd be terrible. Uh, But then the challenge is, what is the challenge again? It is to uh, sample a vocal hook and use it in the song. That's right. That's right. And I think there was a lot of people asking for clarification and I get it. But yeah, any vocal hook at all, it doesn't even have to be a hook, any sort of vocal sample at all. It doesn't have to be free from backing music. But uh, the trick is, you know, don't take like an entire chorus wholesale or an entire song wholesale and put it into your song. This has to be an original composition where you're incorporating something into your composition. I'm looking forward to, to hearing what people come up with.
1: Yeah, I also expect those samples to be used in memorable ways. That's why I think the term hook is in there. Is because I want that to be a catchy, good part of the song,
0: yeah, I think that I can probably guess that most of the judges will be disappointed if you just check that box by putting it somewhere not noticeable, you know yeah. if you put it like in the background or put a little introductory kind of quote uh, yeah or a spoken word bridge end. yeah, it all kind of depends on how it comes about. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I think I would also feel better if someone manipulated it in a clever way. I think I'd give extra points for that, like if they pitched it or chopped it or did something cool in the manipulation of it. Don't have to, but I I could see that being very cool.
0: Yeah, maybe um, like the, there's some popular auto tune videos in YouTube.
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. those are always cool. I remember yeah. when I tried that though, it just didn't turn out very well.
0: Yeah. It's harder than it looks. Yeah well but but anything i think uh you know we're we're kind of getting up there so i think these challenges are going to be a little gradually a little more challenging and uh hopefully if people have real trouble we'll be able to weed some more out a little bit more easily than these past rounds have been yeah all right well any shout outs uh thanks to my lovely wife sarah for you know putting
1: up with me neglecting her for an entire day while i furiously scribble notes into my my closet here and also i would like to thank my work for me not being very productive today and listening to music and writing notes
0: so thank you the shout out to nivius thanks so much for doing such a bang-up job on all of this uh staying up late nights to make sure that the turnaround goes smoothly and completely and uh, and yeah, just, just really wonderful, impressive job. Also I listened to uh, some Lucky Witch and the Righteous Ghost stuff on Bandcamp and I would highly recommend it. All you guys gotta head out there and check it out. Some, some wonderful stuff out there. Nivius can sing. He's really he's really talented. What else? Uh, shout out to my husband. Uh, thank you for all the love and support and your patience shout out to Lunkhead for doing such a great job with song fight while he's also in Marison and Berkeley social scene, submitting songs to, <laughs> uh, to this just, just too impressive and too, traveling and traveling and getting his flights canceled. So just, yeah, it's too much. Too awesome. It takes a village people. Uh, <laughs> it takes <laughs> a village people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's the next title. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Uh, But yeah, also uh, uh, a shout out to Brian and to Alice. Thanks for being awesome. I'd also like to give a shout out to The New Ugly, the original and some might
1: argue best Neurine podcast. The New Ugly, available now at podcast.songlander.com and wherever fine podcasts are sold. Right. All right, we're out. Jerkatorium, I take a hard
2: pass. Put them both together and you almost have a podcast. Almost, not quite. Their opinions
3: are invalid. Two jerks, one vote, zero talent.